talking meats. We're talking alternative proteins. Let's jump into our next story. Folks, KFC is going beyond meat. So Kentucky Fried Chicken is expanding. (laughs) Voice crack on that. Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm just so excited about Beyond Meats. KFC (laughs) is expanding its product portfolio and breaking into the alternative meats industry. More than 50 KFCs in Southern California are going to be adding Beyond Fried Chicken to the menu. Uh, These will come in six-piece or 12-piece chicken combos. You get your sauce. You can get the fries and the extras with it, you know, the the mashed potatoes. uh, And that starts at $6.99 for the uh, smaller combo. So slightly more expensive than your regular, you know, I think you can get like a 20 piece of McDonald's for like five bucks or something. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, six piece chicken nuggets beyond chicken started at six ninety nine, a little pricier for your, uh, your typical chicken nugget combo, at least that I remember off the top of my head. Um, this is the product of a, a trial run that was launched in Charlotte, Nashville and Atlanta last year, now expanding to SoCal uh, permanently as the first run of this as an official product. However, unlike Beyond Meat Burgers and some of the other Beyond Meat branded products, Beyond Fried Chicken is actually a collaboration product that was birthed from collaboration between Beyond Meat and KFC. So this product was actually created for KFC to some degree. Uh, So they really get to brand this as their delicious Beyond Fried Chicken and add it to their repertoire of products. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to highlight this before we jump into some of the potential effects, but any uh, initial thoughts from y'all on bringing, excuse me, on uh, bringing Beyond Fried Chicken to KFC? Well, I think that uh, on some level, KFC um, has probably seen um, some, some significant uh, leaps by their competitors, be it Popeye's with their chicken sandwich or... Mm-hmm. Um, or more people flocking to Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A is just immensely popular. And so you wonder if KFC needed to do something to kind of once again differentiate itself, set themselves apart uh, to a certain extent. And this, the, the partnership aspect that you mentioned, Daniel, I think is the thing that um, most stands out about this to me, that it, since it's actually a collaboration, this is, it's not like you can go to, you know, to one of their competitors and find a similar product, you know, where... Uh, you know, a lot of the burger joints have different, you know, meatless alternatives and things like that. This one is is completely just KFC. And so I think that to me probably represents the most significant aspect of this story. Yeah. And I, I think you're right, Tyler. There's an aspect of these partnerships that are almost a central, um, you know, when you think about something even like a, uh, a Burger King and their uh, uh, Impossible Whopper, um, there's actually a price point when you know you're getting into um, the uh, meatless meats. Um, you know, I would say from beyond and impossible, where uh, kind of getting it down to the price point of their counterparts. You know, like you were saying, like of a chicken nugget at McDonald's or something that uh, similar um, is is pretty tough for both the restaurant itself who is purchasing uh, these products, and then for uh, the company who's you know creating them and making it. So um, I really do think that that. Uh, that partnership is going to be essential one to kind of get that price point down, maybe even to where it's at or lower. Um, 
but also just to you know ensure that uh, there's there's enough in the market for some of these because I remember that uh, once uh, McDonald or not McDonald's but Burger King and Impossible um, had their partnership, there was a uh, a huge dip in just how many um, of their products you were able to get uh, because of just the scarcity that uh, um, Burger King had created by uh, essentially purchasing everything from them. So um, kind of an interesting concept there on on how that that uh, dynamic has been changing and, and working. And Tyler, on your second point, I think that you're totally right about um, KFC just needing to do something that's going to put them in a little uh, better place in the market, um, have you know some option that, that might attract some customers who would frankly probably not go to Chick-fil-A if, if you know they're looking for a meatless option, or not Chick-fil-A, um, KFC if they're looking for a meatless option. So um, very interesting. I, I, th- I think it's probably a smart move uh, on their end, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to try it. I know that Burger King has had a huge success with their um, Impossible Whopper, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in how they're going to market this product. Uh, I, I think that's going to be the, uh, the biggest strategic takeaway here. Even though there are some B2B backend relationships that will probably change as uh, alternative meat production becomes a standard consumer item, uh, and, and though there will also be some logistics and shipping and, and uh, sourcing those products in the first place, I think the marketing side of it and making sure that this product is being targeted to uh, an audience that actually wants to eat it is going to be important. And I think it's interesting that they're launching this in Southern California first. You know, often uh, the stereotype of like uh, your classic vegan eater is going to be someone in California, you know, the Mm -hmm. California lib eating their vegan food and whatever, right? (laughs) So um, that... Probably, you know, was a calculated decision. Uh, you know, they're not rolling out Kentucky Fried Chicken in, uh, you know, like South Texas. They're not rolling it out in uh, any of the Carolinas. They're not rolling it out in Nashville or Atlanta where they tested it in the first place. So I wonder, was there feedback they got in the markets uh, where they first trial run the product that made them think "Ah, actually we need to take this to the west coast for it to be successful right off the bat maybe you know maybe the alternative meat market has not really penetrated the um you know the the broader consumer uh lexicon of food options right as people want to imagine and so I, I think that poses a challenge for KFC. How do we brand this in a way that matches our current kind of kooky, uh, you know, every commercial is a different actor playing our mascot vibe, uh, as well as just their sort of established, we do chicken and we do greasy buckets of chicken and it's okay for you to eat huge greasy buckets of chicken. I'm not going to say I don't love greasy buckets of chicken, but Beyond Fried Chicken is literally the opposite of that. Like the whole point is to not be eating buckets of greasy breaded fried chicken. Instead, smaller buckets of less greasy, uh, uh, less fried fake chicken. So you know the the the, the marketing challenge is going to be one that I think will uh, will carry the success of this product or sink the success of this product. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty accurate. You have to. I think probably educate the consumer on what it is, you know, is it, I, I, I also think one of the things that's going to, you know, 
uh, determine the success or failure of this is whether or not it's good, right? Like uh, one of the challenges for these kind of beyond products or, you know, these meatless alternatives that they've had is that, um, and, and I have no idea what this is going to actually look like or how it's going to taste. But one of the biggest challenges is it, it was always easier to do with ground meat products, right? So easier to simulate that because you weren't creating like actual kind of fibers. You were just kind of grinding up a bunch of stuff that, that worked in, in that way. So how does it work when it's, when it's chicken? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see how this, how this goes. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the point with the nuggets because uh, I think that's actually the approach for nuggets is kind of like a ground chicken. If chicken I, if paste. I understand right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a chicken-like product. <laughs> Interesting. I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, my other final thought on this one or where my B2B brain lands is how is this going to affect the existing uh B2B sourcing relationships that already exist for fast food chains. You're dealing with scale like this. There are established sourcing uh, conversations with like where to get the uh, breaded chicken. Mm-hmm. Where to even, you know, who, who are you sourcing for the chicken paste that you're going to turn into a chicken nugget? Uh, and, uh, you know, who are you sourcing for the uh, chicken breasts and the um, uh, chicken wings and the, you know, the, the bone-in chicken? And the dark meat, the white meat chicken. I mean, you know, obviously these are all logistical conversations your fast food chains are going to have to deal with and um, are talked about at a scale that is probably hard for us to imagine. Uh, you know, tonnage of chicken shipped for KFC in any given month or year. Um, but I wonder if Beyond Fried Chicken takes off in KFC, uh, Will that rub some of the uh, meat suppliers the wrong way? Will there be some, you know, pricing issues? Will they want, uh, you know, if it starts cutting into um, the success of uh, regular chicken sales in Southern California, will the suppliers of the chains in that region, uh, you know, ask for higher prices or something because we're not getting the same business we used to? Will that strain any of those relationships? That's also where my brain goes, and uh, I'd be really interested in hearing more about what those relationships look like. But uh, you know, I think whenever we introduce a new product like this, that substantially changes the logistical and operational back end of an industry. You're going to get some of that tension between your suppliers and your uh, businesses receiving said supplies. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.